Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Charles Booth writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting back, relaxing, watching the Home Run Derby as it's going on right now. Um, and while I watch the Home Run Derby and I'm watching some some guys with sticks hit baseballs very, very far, um, a thought came in my head of what about other sports that involves maybe not so much sticks, but off-season sports that involves other types of various balls. And so basketball came up to mind. And with his head in his hands, I have Jeremy Gillen right now coming on the podcast, the People's Champ. What's up, Jeremy? Head in my hands, hope as high as ever. Um, Albert, here we are in the back end of the summer. But that doesn't mean that there is not excitement to be had thanks to a certain, a certain small tournament that we'll talk about here. Home of the million-dollar winner-take-all style uh, royale um, gives us a little bit of life here at the end. A little bit of life before we get to the madness and mayhem that is, um, you know, Big Twelve football. That's right. Uh, so real quick, talking about stickball a little bit. Um, MLB draft was did just happen. Everybody in our previous episode that we thought was going to get drafted high got drafted high. Um, so we'll <laughs> see. We'll have an update. We'll see if uh, just who all is actually committing to Texas Tech, who all is coming back. I mean, luckily, nobody, there's really no big name that I think drafted, got drafted too high to be too worried about, but you never know. We'll see. Um, and we'll have an episode really recapping that. Uh, fun fact about the All Star Weekend one of the DJs, one of the primary DJs uh, for All Star Weekend is a Red Raider. Did you know that, Jeremy? I did not know that. Shout out to DJ Blast. You don't even know I'm about to talk about this. Um, DJ Blast is a Red Raider. He is actually the DJ for the Seattle Mariners. Um, he's also oh, wow. a computer. He's also a computer engineer because he's a genius and everything that's good in life happens to him. Uh, my boy Bob. So, um, yeah, DJ Blast. He's the DJ for the Mariners. He's DJing there's All Star Weekend. So we're Red Raiders. We are everywhere. Everywhere is West Texas. Um, and a lot of teams, a lot of people are about to come to West Texas here in about a week or so, Jeremy, to participate in the tournament that you talked about, the TBT, the basketball tournament, the $1 million winner-take-all tournament, the most popular, the most important, the biggest amateur, I say in air quotes, tournament 
in the world. And it's coming that's what to they're Lubbock. Saying. Yeah, that's what they say. It's coming to Lubbock. The regional is actually going to be in Lubbock. And uh, the Air Raiders, which they did, Air Raiders debuted last year, which was the Texas Tech alumni team. Uh, they're back to show out in Lubbock. Um, Jeremy, give us give us a little bit of background. You know a little bit of the background of, as far as Lubbock getting a, getting a regional and and um, having a team. What's up? What do you know? Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> Texas Tech loves basketball, and <clears throat> there are a bunch of alumni who, you know, sitting around, sitting on their hands, this opportunity came by, and they thought, well, you know what? Why not give uh, Lubbock fans more of what they love, you know? Um, there's no professional teams out here, and so we, as we're starting to kind of foray into minor league, or as you say, kind of like the air quotes, amateur league um, <clears throat> sports, you know, we have the – we have the uh, Matadors out here, the super minor league soccer team that's been attracting a lot of attention. But why not, you know, why not use the beautiful facilities that we have here, the USA? Why not utilize that um, game day atmosphere? And so the Air Raiders were created last season um, off the hinges of uh, Andrew Sorrells, who works in the main office, um, gathering together, you know, the best of the best, and then maybe uh, the, you know, some people who weren't at Tech but didn't really matter because they showed out anyways. Um, and what didn't occur to them last year, what didn't happen last year is we didn't get a, we didn't get a spot to have it in Lubbock. So we played, uh, I can't remember where we played last season, um, or last <clears throat> tournament, but wasn't in Lubbock, but this year had a lot of people in the upper, uh, in the offices, um, talking to the right people, shaking the right hands. And now we have the regional is Lubbock. And so it wasn't that hard of a sell to get the TBT to understand, um, really how great Lubbock is as a, you know, basketball school, lots of food options, lots of, you know, it's really easy to navigate. Um, <clears throat> wouldn't be a hard sell for teams to come here and play in a, and, you know, one of the best arenas in college basketball. And so here we are just a week, uh, well, a week out or so, um, for recording. I think we're going to publish it a couple of days before it starts, but, um, the tournament here to stay, and hopefully, you know, if Lubbock could, if Lubbock has a good showing, um, or at least hosts well, that that will continue to be the uh, trend down the down the line. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's important that you know fans show up and show out, so Lubbock can get more stuff. Let's face it. I mean, you know, it's not like Lubbock's just where a bunch of things like this go to happen. So this is where the opportunity comes, where you bring it to a town like Lubbock, a city like Lubbock, and say, you know, okay, will fans actually show out? And um, this is the opportunity. You get to see not just the Air Raiders, but some of the best of the best, right? There's a lot of teams coming uh, to the USA to play this game. It's the greatest amateur uh, tournament in the world. Um, so I think the team should show out. So, or I think fans should show out, sorry. So let's talk about the Air Raiders for a little bit, right? So you, you mentioned last year that they, they came, they saw a nice debut, won their first game, and barely lost their second game. was kind of a unfortunate there uh, but they did end up losing their fourth their, their last game um, and so but the players coming back so if you remember last year's team uh, Davion Warren played on last year's team right so he had just graduated was ready to play kept playing he was on last year's team um, uh, Matt Mooney was on last year's team uh, played played pretty well Tariq Owens was on last year's team uh, but like you said it was kind of a mix of both tech players and some non-tech players and I look at that roster right now Everybody on the roster went to Texas Tech. For at least a season. Everybody on the roster went to Texas Tech. 
And if you are somebody who has been involved in Texas Tech basketball all the way to 2010, you can recognize some players on this team, right? So John Roberson, actually John Roberson has been at Texas Tech in 2008. John Roberson, that's actually the biggest like eye raiser here. He is on the team at point guard. Um, Jordan Tolbert announced that he is on the team. Uh, big, big center, Jordan Tolbert. We have Kyler Edwards is going to be on this team. Todd Gocher, friend of the pod, uh, on the team. Zach Smith, uh, Tariq Owens, like I said. Parker Hicks um, coming back. Uh, Matt Mooney's here as well. Um, uh, who else? We got Dejan Kravich is on, mm-hmm. is on the roster. Your boy, Dejan Kravich. Your boy. And uh, Davide Moretti. Uh, what do you think about that roster there? You know, I think it's kind of an interesting mashup um, of size and talent, right? You got a lot of familiar faces there um, for your more, your less seasoned um, Texas Tech fans and Tariq Owens and Kyler Edwards and Matt Mooney, right? These people who made the impression early and often, um, Davide Moretti, <clears throat> Davion Warren, um, most recent, right? But then we kind of dig really down deep in the barrel. And, you know, you could look at people like Dejan, Dejan Kravich, John Roberson, um, Parker Hicks, and you're like, ah, you know, cool, but what do you do for me lately? But names like Todrick Gocher, excellent, right? Um, Jordan Tolber, excellent, right? Um, Zach Smith, excellent. And so you have a lot, and not only that, you've got a lot of size in these guys. Um, you know, Tariq Owens himself listed as 6'10". Zach Smith is a very tall 6'8". Um, Jordan Tolber is a very tall 6'8". Like, these guys play up. And so, you know, when you're going to tournaments like this, and we've talked about this during the season, you need size. Um, Houston is the outlier where they like to play small ball and win, you know, win big. Um, but Texas Tech needs size, and so we got a lot of guy, good guys with size. The question is, who are we going to have to get? Who who's going to get buckets? <laughs> That's my question. Yeah, well, so our uh, I can't remember if he was a leading scorer, but one of the leading scorers from our team last year was not a Texas Tech grad, so he didn't get the chance to play. He, they said, "Hey, you ain't, if you ain't with us, you against us." Literally, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but. Um, uh, yeah, so all these guys are Texas Tech players, and so with that, we did lose one of our leading scorers from last year's Air Raider team. Uh, so that's a good point. I mean, who do you think is going to be the leading scorer on this team? Uh, for me, it's a toss-up between, you know, Todrick Gocher and, honestly, uh, Kyler Edwards, just because I know Kyler Edwards can play a pretty true point guard position, or that's what I feel like he wants to play. Um People will probably gravitate towards Matt Mooney because of his tournament um his like tournament performances, I will say be cautious with that because that's like a Matt Mooney who has played an entire season and then is in a tournament. This is a Matt Mooney who is not playing an entire season and in in like with the same team is just being dropped into a tournament. So it could be a completely different, you know, it, it didn't really kind of have that <clears throat> uh, illustrious glow last, last time either. So for me, I'm looking towards Kyler Edwards, but mostly Todrick Gocher because that guy is just a, I mean, he's just a shooter. Plain and simple. Just a plain and simple shooter. Um, looking at the stats here, I, I will say it did seem that Norrance, Norrance had a 32-burger? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. Okay. And But, um, you know, I actually, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm, You know who I think could be the leading scorer? And Kenzie's going to hate my answer on this one. Could be Davion Warren. Davion Warren was <laughs> jacking up shots last year. Let me tell you. All right, Davion Warren. <laughs> Davion Warren said, "Hey, it is my time," and uh, was definitely jacking off shots. And leading scorer from last year's team, Shandre Jones, is uh, he ain't here no more. So if you're if you're Davion Warren, you're like, you know what? Yeah, 
yeah, let's do this. All right, we can, you know, I can I can score these points. I can do this right here. And Davion one was our um, behind. He was behind Chandra Jones, averaged twenty three points a game last year. So that's actually who I think is going to get the ball more. He's young. He's spry. Sorry, he has good size as well. Like that is my pick. I didn't say it's going to be an inefficient leading scorer, Kenzie. Before you hop in the chat, uh, but I think he's going to be the leading scorer. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so Davion Warren is kind of my pick there. Um, you know, who are you going to be missing from last year's team? I mentioned Sean J. Jones. Uh, he's he's not on the team there. Norrence is not on the team. Justin Gray also um, won't be on the team this year. Naeem Stevenson won't be able to be on the team this year as well. Uh, so, but who are who are you missing from last year's team? Uh, Norrence, absolutely. Norrence as a as a player and as a on the court coach. You can't replace like that is hard to replace. Um, also, losing Jordan, uh, uh, using uh, uh, excuse me, losing Gray is also a pretty big loss because he has a lot of uh, just leadership qualities as well. But you know, outside of that, I think we're kind of okay because, like you said, we had a good game the first game and we lost really in a slow, a small margin in that second game. Um, we just need to have like a more complete team. I'm hoping this is kind of where the direction is going with this tournament seasons team uh, this tournament time this this tournament but um it's just hard to say you know just because we get them for i mean we got last year's team for two games right and so we get this year's team for maybe just one game uh or maybe the whole burger but like uh it's just hard to say you know who are you really missing who you're not but if norris is getting 30 points and being who norris is that's got to be your biggest loss yeah, so I mean, so the TBT is it's a very it's an interesting game. It's an interesting way these things are, are, are work. Basically, um, <clears throat> you go through the game like normal periods, and then when you get to that fourth period, you have um, what they call and it's now the second I bring it up, you know, I was having this ready and I was being a nice professional, uh, but now I uh, Elam ending. Sorry, and actually I thought of that all on my own, like a big boy. Um, so the Elam ending, so it's basically three, three separate periods, um, in the fourth period, once you, once the leading team gets to a certain, you know, point in that fourth period an Elam ending is up for grabs and you're, it's up for both teams to reach that, um, point figure by the, to win the game. Right. Uh, last year, what we saw, and we actually ended up losing that game to the aftershocks, the Wichita state, uh, team. We had a nice little lead in early on, but then aftershocks just put on the afterburners in the second half. And ran away from us. They ran away from us. The Eli Manning's there. But one thing I love about the Eli Manning is it gives everybody hope. I mean, if I'm, you could be down 102. The Eli Manning gives 110. Well, it's time for you to go on 100 to <laughs> 108 to, 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 to 8 run, right, to be able to win that game. And so, But it gives you that opportunity. Time will never beat you in this basketball tournament. And, and that's what did still give me hope when we played the Aftershock last year. And though we ended up losing to the aftershocks, it gave me hope thinking, well, it's not going to be a time issue. We just have to outscore the other team by that much. Um, but unfortunately, it did not work right away in that aspect. Uh, but we are going to have to score points, to, to your point. So uh, I am really ready, Jeremy, to take a look, a look at the Lubbock region and who else may be in here. So first things first, of course, everybody that's listening to this podcast, they want to know, Albie, shut the hell up and tell us who the Air Raiders will be playing. So, um, you kind of mentioned it pre-pod, so go ahead and tell us about the Purple Hearts. Yep, so Texas Tech will face off against the Purple Hearts in the first round, so it's going to be on the 19th, I think that's a Wednesday. Um, 
This is an interesting team that was put together by an ex-NBA veteran, Dwayne Caswell, his son Dylan, um, created to represent his goddaughters. Um, she was killed in, in a gun violence incident, and so it was kind of created as a uh, working nonprofit. Then they're going to donate any, you know, they're going to donate to charities and bring awareness to gun violence, uh, especially in the inner cities. And that's kind of like their mission statement for this team as a whole. Um, not much. I mean, this team is built up of a bunch of uh, randos, as you can imagine. So, you know, kids from kids, adults uh, who played at George, you know, Georgia Southern, Temple, Lafayette, Loyola, uh, like Loyola Marymount before they were good, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast, SMU, Lamar. I mean, there's really nobody that your average tech fan is going to know on this roster. Um, and so it's interesting to like, it's and when you think about that, it's like, oh, well, you know, we got all the same. At least we got all the same alumni. Maybe they'll play better, and we'll just go out and win the whole thing. Um, but I'm not going to say that we're just going to go out and wax this team because anytime that I do that, I'm sweating until the clock finally hits zero or we hit that elam ending. Um, but the Purple Hearts are just kind of a a nonprofit team put together. Just found a bunch of guys that they thought would be good fits, and they're going for it. You know, this is a really good cause. Really good cause. It is too bad they're going to lose this quickly. Ah, you know, it's... it's uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You hate to see it. You hate, you hate to see it. You know, this... this. I hope they... I hope, when, you know, they get a losing interview. And I hope they say, hey, man, it sucks that you lost 80 to 2. But um, tell us about your, 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 your thing because you're not going to be in here much longer. Um, yeah, I mean, these, these guys uh, stink for the most part. I will say this. And another good thing about the TBT is that... Uh, these guys do stink. Um, we don't know any of them. Um, actually, and the guys that I do know on this roster uh, that I have actually heard of before, I have watched a couple of them play, like Antonio Ballard um, and Ethan Chargo- or, uh, uh, Chargo- Chargois, who actually used to play for Oklahoma. Um, yeah, they stink. They stunk before, and they, they likely still stink. Uh, but I will say this. TBT, you never know, right? Guys work on their game. The guys are older. They go overseas, they do a little more, and then you come back and you're like, oh, well, look at you. Look at you, Chargois. I could barely pronounce your name five years ago. Now look at you. Instead of averaging three points a game like you were at SMU, you can put up, you can put up a fourth point. Good job. Good job, man. You've increased. You've improved. What is that? Growth. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, you, you never know, right? Like like I said, I, I, if, if Texas Tech was to play Wichita State in college basketball today, I would, I would hope Texas Tech would be able to win that game, right? Um, not that Wichita State's bad or anything like that, but I would hope Texas Tech, Texas Tech would be able to win that game. However, when Texas Tech alumni played the Wichita State alumni, it's a different ballgame. And Aftershocks were actually a pretty good team last year, and they have been in the CBT, so you never know. So, like you said, it's never one to go into the game just cocky and think we're just going to beat the hell out of them, even though I just made a joke about um, how bad all the how bad Antonio Ballard is. Uh, but... You know, it's you, you never know what could happen. We could come in there. We could be ice cold. And that's the thing about the TBT is that one game, if everybody's cold, if Davion Warren is jacking up shots, if Kyler Murray can't hit anything outside of Arlington, if, if all this stuff starts happening, if Matt Mooney decides, you know what, <laughs> offense ain't my game anymore. It's all about the defense. If Davide Moretti's can't, she, like, if all these things come together and all of a sudden we can't make anything, well, then just like that, our dreams are over. So we are going to be playing the Purple Hearts in the first round. Uh, but on the other side of the bracket, Jeremy, we have some interesting news about who we might play in the second round. Who that? 
Who that? We playing the Saints? Um, no, it's it's much worse. We're playing. Uh, we might be playing the Austin's own, um, which, if it wasn't obvious, is Texas alumni uh, basketball, a Texas alumni basketball team. Um, <laughs> but um, unlike last season, this season's looking a little bit more, a little a little skinnier around the depth chart. Not as uh, not as athletic, maybe, I guess is a good way to put it. You go through the list, um, and Albert and I were going through the list earlier, and we're like, well, you know what? I mean, the guy who's probably going to be the best guy on their squad is the guy who was one of the best guys on our squad last season is Shondre Jones. He's, he's making a comeback. And his I love that his profile pic, like his like player picture on their website is him in an Air Raiders <laughs> jersey. Uh, so, you, I mean, we may not see Austin Zone. In the second round, they may get beat by the Enchantment, um, which is uh, New Mexico's Lobos' finest. You never know, man. I'll say this: the Enchantment are not a bad team. They actually they have experience in the uh, in the TBT. This is their third year doing the TBT, uh, so they have experience. They've won a game in this. It won't shock me if the Enchantment actually beat Austin Zone. I actually think we got a little home cooking, getting the Purple Hearts instead of a team like the Enchantment. Right, because the enchantment is a team that I'm like, if we caught them in the first round, I'm like you know what, mm, I don't know. New Mexico also is not a bad program in general. It's not like these guys got have you know had a long way to get better. They already were playing for a pretty good program, um, and you know now they they're coming together like this. So who knows? I mean, Texas definitely has. This is their first inkling into the um, um, into the Texas into the basketball tournament. So they they've never done this before. Chandra uh, Jones is going to be the vet on this team, if you will. And I think that if they – and it's not like they have a bunch of – excuse me. Like they have a bunch of stars on the team. I mean, they have Cameron Ridley. Cameron Ridley is on the team here. Um, you also have Jordan Hamilton. He's on the team. Kerwin Roach. So I, I think Kerwin Roach would probably be one of the better players on this team. Mick Cabongo is on this team as well. Um, but not a lot of – like like outside of, uh, outside of Ridley, not a lot of size on this team, right? Um, uh, they have Desir Bowie, who's also pretty good. He's also really quick. But, like, again, it's, it's not much to this team that makes me think that, oh, we should be really worried. And I think they have a good shot of losing in the first round. If we do play them in the second round, the only thing I'm worried about is Sean Jones going for 50. Yeah. And if he goes for 50, then, you know, that makes it a really difficult game. It, it's, it's, you know, Texas Tech, whether we're playing in college or we're playing an alumni tournament – we love to have other teams have somebody go off. That's just our thing, man. And how poetic would it be for Chandre Jones after he got booted from our team for not being an actual alumni um, to come back and just drop a meaty whopper on us? Um, but I don't know. I'm really not threatened. I'm not threatened about that part of the bracket, like our portion of the bracket at all. Like I feel like with where we're at, we can make it to that third round fairly easy. Fairly easy, huh? We can make it to the Sweet 16. It feels like it. It feels like it. Is it going to happen? I have no idea. Well, it feels like it. So let's talk about the other side of the Lubbock Regional. So there's HBC United. So HBC United, first of all, they they can play. HBC United can play. They got some guys on there. And here's the thing about HBC United also, is that these are guys that have been doubted their whole life. Like you can't, like people that go to HBCUs, you can't doubt them. They've been doubted their whole life. And so they come up with a chip on their shoulder from the jump. I watched them play last year. They're a good team. And talk about size. Talk about guys that are just going to gonna go out there and hoop. Talk about guys that are, have, have had to get it from the mud off top. Like, these guys are good. Not only that, they have a former NBA player on the team. And Kyle O'Quinn. You might remember Kyle O'Quinn. Kyle O'Quinn is on the team, right? 
Um, also, some guys might remember Malik Trent. Malik Trent used to play for TCU, right? So, like, there's guys on this team. Derek Griffin's another really good one. Uh, played over at Texas Southern. Like, this is a this is a pretty good team on the other side of the bracket. It's going to be hanging out in Lubbock. So, uh, HBC United is a good one. Um, they are probably, I think, to me anyway, Jeremy, HBC United and the Air Raiders, I think, are second and third most dangerous team in this Lubbock Regional. But they are not my the favorite, in my opinion, to get out of this regional. They are not the favorite. It's the, it's the main green. It's the main green. The bleed, bleed, the bleed, bleed green. Gr- or bleed green, sorry. North Texas alumni team. Uh, they, were the, they were the guys that had a nice run last year. They're back. Um, again, North Texas is a good program. You know, and also they're in Lubbock. They're probably going to hang out with a lot of these guys for Coach by Grant McCaslin. They're probably going to hang out with the boy and say, hey, man, we appreciate everything you've done for us. Now watch us drop whatever on your team here. Um, you know, I they, and also not only that, I think one of the reasons why they were so successful last year is they have legitimate, like their coaches and their coaching staff and the, and the GMs. These are all like, they all help them coach them when they're in college. Like these guys have already played with each other. A lot of these guys are former North Texas guys. Um, and I think that's that might have been the inspiration for getting all the Texas Tech guys together uh, uh, themselves. Like last year, I remember Kai Huntsbury, bald. Kai Huntsbury was really good. Um, and he's going to be on this team again. Uh, you also have Ron Jackson Jr. is going to be on this team this time. Thomas Bell was very good in his college career as well. And so he'll be on the team too. I think to me, this is the favorite to make it out of the Lubbock Regional. I don't hate that. And given their experience last season and just kind of come back and doing it again, there's momentum there. Like, there's momentum. And so, uh, absolutely. And I do love that connect, McCaslin being here. There's no no doubt in my mind that he'll be out there uh, supporting them, you know, as they – because, I mean, I mean let's be McCaslin real. He, doesn't he, have he's to gonna support be, he's gonna be rooting their for, rating. No, he's going to be rooting for Blake. Blake. Like, outside, outwardly, he's going to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, Texas Tech. You know, he's going to do the whole thing. And, hey, guys, man. Hey, man. Air Raiders. Let's go. You know, he's going to do it all. But internally, he's going to be like, man, forget those guys. <laughs> Bleed green, baby. Because <laughs> he knows them. Like, he's like, here's the thing. And I would, honestly, I would hope that he would root for Bleed Green over. And, and I'll explain why. Right? Like, a lot of the times, coaches are just used car salesmen. Right now, you have Bob Huggins over here demanding to be reinstated because he likes the, the power and the money that comes with being a head coach of the, at the West Virginia University, right? Um, not really caring about what it actually does to the university, to the players on the team, the fact that they have a belligerent head coach or anything like that. He just want, he just likes that, that, that power and everything like that. Then you have other coaches, but you'd want, if you're a parent of, you know, some of these young men that are going to, to play here, you want the coach to truly care about it. Like, we get it, it's a business. We get it, it's all about wins and losses, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. But you would want them to legitimately care about the people that coach it. We make a lot of jokes about Matt Wells on this podcast. There's one thing I never doubted about Matthew Wells is how much he cared about the players on the team and cared about him being a, a person, right? And it seems like you see that from Grant McCaslin as well. You see his care. And so I would hope that he would actually be internally rooting for Bleed Green over the Air Raiders because he actually knows those guys. He don't know the people on the Air Raiders. <laughs> he don't know them, okay? <laughs> No, no he does not know them. Uh, the only person he might know, he may know Roberson, only because Roberson is about 55 years old. Okay? <laughs> he was probably here whenever McCaslin was uh, on the on the um, on the team. So um, now I feel like I gotta look that up. That'd be hilarious. But anyways, but yeah, so I think they're the favorites. They're the favorites to go out of the uh, the Texas Tech regional, in my opinion. 
I like it. I think it's, I think it's, I think that's an easy, not an easy bet. I think that's that's a good bet. I take that bet. So, um, what now? What about the rest of the TBT, dear me? Is there any other team that you're like, you know, forget the Lubbock Regional, they can win the whole thing? No, because let's be honest, there's so many teams in here. I have no clue, and like the, and I'll tell you this much. Um, I do like the tournament. I think it's a really cool idea. There is such little publicity around it that they could use a lot more, I don't know, they could use a lot more effort and marketing or presentation of like the tournament and present, like, I just don't feel like a lot of people are really, nobody's really covering it. And it just kind of happens and we dip our feet in and we watch on ESPN and we dip out and that's it. And it's like, yeah, somebody got a million dollars, whatever. Um, so, you know, I don't know much about uh, for, you know, for us, it's like, pay attention to the Lubbock Regional because that's where we're at. But outside of that, I have no idea, man. I couldn't, I'm not going to sit here for, you know, three hours going through every roster trying to figure it, <laughs> figure it out. Um, but, I mean. Well, that's what I'm here for. So now, as we start off with each single team that every in this tournament, the 64 teams, let's go off. We're going to start off with the Aftershocks. And I'm going to tell you in detail, you, every single player on the Aftershocks roster, their stats while they were in college and their stats while they're overseas, what they're going to do in this. No. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, very, very good point. Um, very good point with all of that. It's it's you know I, every year you're right. I feel like it just pops up, and I'm flip, flicking through ESPN one Saturday. And I'm like, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> and because we know some of the guys that are actually going to be playing um, at the TBT this year, and there's actually been some some hype, not really from the the tournament itself, but just from you know your boy Sorrells and and from tweets and and Norrance and everybody else saying like, hey, Air Raiders are going to play here the Lubbock Regional that's the only reason why we as fans know about it but like usually like I, I, I'm interested to know I mean unless you're just like a, a big basketball nerd like myself most Texas Tech fans before last year I remember last year people were saying oh I didn't even know about this <laughs> you know it's been going on for eight years at the point so um you know and so I will say you know I, I'm, I'm the the team that has won the most in the TBT that's back again is Bayheim's Army Army Bayheim's Army, they did win the, the TBT a couple years ago. Um, they currently have the uh, second most wins all time in the TBT. The team with the most wins all time is Overtime Elite. Uh, and Overtime Elite won so much in this tournament that they ended up retiring as a team. So <laughs> they won too many, too much money. They were like, you know what, we tied. This is easy. So anyway, so they, they've, uh, they've hung it up. Uh, so Bayheim's Army is back. I'm actually not picking Bayheim's Army to win. Uh, win it all because uh, Syracuse and that's just that's that's just boring and lame. Um, yes, it's too easy. I, I do think they're gonna go far because they always do. Um, like like most of them. I you know I uh, I am curious to see. You know, there's a team that has uh, worked hard to go far every year. Um, they did win it. Uh, they did win it a few years back, and they also have a lot of wins themselves. And that's Carmen's Crew, the Ohio State. Um, TBT team, right? Like that's a team that's also pretty loaded. They're going to be kind of close to home in that Dayton regional. Um, they have some guys on that team as well, right? Guys like uh, uh, Caleb Wilson and, and Malik Dime, Kyle Young, uh, Trevor Thompson, who also actually played at the TBT last year. Um, Jared Sullinger is the, is the head coach of that team. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, actually both him and his dad both coaching that team. So that should be interesting. You might have a, a father-son fight on the, on the sidelines. So that'd be hilarious. Uh, but Andre Weston is going to be on that team too. So I think there's a team that's going to be able to play well together. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say that they're going to maybe 
maybe win it all. But I, I've already, but another team I kind of like, and I've already mentioned them already like five times in this episode, so I might as well say, go all out and say they're my pick. And that's the Aftershocks. I like them. I like the Aftershocks. Let me tell you. I like the Aftershocks. I think they're a good team. Uh, they got some good players on the team, including players that beat our butts last year, like Caleb Walker, like Connor Franken. <laughs> Connor Frankham. Goodness gracious, he was killing us last year. Uh, Marcus Lee. Um, you know, and, and they added, added some other guys like Trey Wade as well. Uh, so I'm, you know, this is a team that I, I do think, I, 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 I think they're my pick. I think I'm going to go with it. They're my pick. Um, yeah, I also just let you know because I am looking at the rosters as, as I'm making this this uh, this episode. Uh, Garrett Stutz, the GM and assistant coach for the Aftershocks, has the just the outright grisliest job line I've ever seen. <laughs> Garrett's like my God, man! I'm gonna I got I got to send oh, this. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah, yes, Jeremy. Golly. Like, Mercy. Hey, crimson chin over here. You're neat gracious. Anyways. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like this is quality. <laughs> yeah, this is what the people come here for. This man's coming out of Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like a block. That's, that's right. All right, well, Jeremy, we found a way to, uh, to get 30 minutes out of the TBT. Is there anything I just want to say to the people? Not a thing. We came and we went. Just like the TBT. <laughs> that's that's right. Well, it'll come on. When I, I do hope the air raiders go far, represent Texas Tech very well. Go to the go to the championship. Screw what I said. It won't be the Aftershocks. Maybe it's going to be the air raiders. Uh, use this episode as motivation. Um, do what the uh, Texas Tech women's teams have done in the past with uh, my face as a dartboard and um, to better things. But uh, um, but yeah, Texas Tech TBT. And uh, from on that note. We out. Make sure to go to the Lubbock Regional. It is happening next week. Uh, buy tickets. Show up. Be there. It's the summertime in Lubbock. Y'all ain't doing nothing else. I remember summers in Lubbock. Y'all ain't doing nothing else. All right? Uh, so, for the People's Champ, that is Jeremy Gillen. This is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay right, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.